0: Welcome to the Dr. E.J. Mekin podcast. I'm with Dr. E.J. Mekin and today we'll be talking about psychosis as mental health problem. Doctor, welcome.
1: Thank you, Reggie, for having me and welcome to all the listeners. Thank
0: you, thank you. Uh, doctor, what is psychosis?
1: Well, psychosis is a very broad term. It's a symptom, actually, of mm-hmm. serious mental disorders. And it's basically characterized by this impaired relationship with reality as we might see it rather than a disease in its own right. And there are groups of illnesses which disrupt the brain functioning to such an extent that it manifests as psychosis. So a psychotic individual, a person who's experiencing uh, psychosis, Mm. thinks and has beliefs uh, which are different from reality. They are not based on reality. Their thoughts and perceptions are disrupted and it makes them difficult for them to recognize what's real and not what's not. Patients will insist that the way they perceive the world is real, even though it's completely deluded and bizarre and out of keeping with how we, you and I might see reality to be. So these disruptions generally manifest uh, or experience as seeing, Mm -hmm. hearing, and patients will describe having strange persistent thoughts and manifest in weird behavior and emotions. So psychosis can be very frightening and confusing And cause people to experience it to such a point that
0: they may even hurt themselves Mm -hmm. or others. The the manner you're mentioning it, uh, because a lot of people like using this word, you're psychotic, you're psychotic. And I wonder... How does it look like when it happens? What would be a typical example of a person who's, who's suffering from this?
1: So another way of looking at the, uh, psychosis, or say let's look at a delusion which is part of the psychotic realm, right? Mm-hmm. It's where you have a fixed belief mm. contrary to uh, evidence that to the contrary. Mm-hmm. So for example, in an illness called schizophrenia, one of the most common uh, uh, psychotic symptoms is an uh, auditory hallucination. So mm. a patient will insist that they're hearing a voice that no one else can hear that's instruct them to do things generally negative mm-hmm. or in saying to them that they will end their lives, end the life of the patient, or mm-hmm. the patient might even have to end someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you tell them that it's their mind playing tricks on them, cannot accept it. Mm-hmm. So what I do tell patients eventually, when, or even to families to explain to them mm-hmm. the uh, the delusion is to ex- suggest it from in a from a visual perspective so even though there's just you and I in this room Reggie Mm. and I insist there's a third person sitting there and you say there's no one it's just a chair in my mind or visually I can see someone sitting there Mm. and no matter what you say because I completely believe my mind to be real I cannot take away from the fact that there's a third person in the room and that would be seen as a visual hallucination mm-hmm. so that would be a practical way an auditory hallucination again will be where you're hearing things that are literally not there mm-hmm. and patients you'll see them completely distracted. Another common delusion is paranoia where patients feel people are against them they'll say there's evidence, they'll say they'll point to their laptop, laptops, cell phones mm-hmm. people sending their messages which are negative. So th- and even though you may look at the computer and the cell phone and you see nothing unto
0: it mm-hmm they'll still insist that it's there Mm -hmm. and refuse to believe you that it's not true. Mm -hmm. Fascinating you mentioning that. And nowadays, young people are experimenting with all these recreational drugs. And with social media having been the most viral form of communication, I'm just wondering, what is the prevalence of this with with all these things that are happening in the 21st century? So let's look at it broadly. Mm -hmm. Right In the United States
1: approximately 100,000 young people experience psychosis each year. And as many as three people in a hundred people will have an episode at some point in their lives. Hmm. Most of these will be first affected in the late teens and then into the early 20s. Some people experience a brief form of psychosis, which may last only a few days or weeks. Hmm. Others may experience a few episodes of psychosis only. Mm-hmm. some others may experience psychosis associated with lifetime illnesses such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder where that can be part of the symp- symptomatology of the illness so those are that's the incidence prevalence and with the advent of substances mm-hmm. we definitely see an increase in psychosis mm-hmm. you mentioned social media social media in itself doesn't cause psychosis mm-hmm but can be a stress factor mm-hmm. and may make people feel if you are predisposed to an illness and that illness manifests, it will be not uncommon to actually... The theme of paranoia, or delusions mm-hmm. will be about social media. People but say, I, uh, people are sending me weird messages on Twitter or whichever, uh, not, you know, whichever media platform that you're on, mm-hmm. uh, be it uh, um, Facebook, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. you know people will say it's manifesting. And as much as you're not on social media, mm-hmm. say so there's weird messages being sent uh, via my social media plat- uh, platform or, for that matter, via the internet. Mm-hmm. In fact, you may say, wait a minute, that does not exist before the advent of the internet? Interestingly, people would then say it would be the television sending them uh, messages or the radio in older days where, or the telephone. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting, the mm-hmm. themes as much as the technology has now been incorporated into mm-hmm. the delusions, previously would be more dated. In From a South African context, people would complain uh, delusions in terms of paranoia mm. that uh, in, a, in a very traditional sense, someone is doing black magic. And it can be across cultures mm-hmm. where various cultures might believe in black magic as such, mm-hmm. as people doing uh, various... Uh, rituals to mm. do th- negative things against people, back then that would be the nature of paranoia. As we finding with more modern, uh, as we grow more modern, as we might argue, mm. technology plays the theme of the paranoia.
0: It seems it's quite prevalent amongst young people. Well, I think with the use of drugs and all these things that are available at their disposal, and one would ask what are the symptoms of this for people to be able to differentiate whether someone is experiencing this due to what they might have used or might have viewed somewhere yeah just to distinguish between symptoms of psychosis and what what might be just normal human experience in their own human endeavors so let's 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 understand psychosis mm-hmm. because it can
1: mean a lot of things in terms of the symptoms right mm-hmm. and what you'll find is that uh, someone who's psychotic will have their own unique set of symptoms mm. and experiences according to their circumstances. So, as I said, someone who's exposed to technology more may have that t- theme more present. Mm. But we find that there's generally four main symptoms generally associated with a psychotic ep- es- episode. Mm. And as I said earlier, hallucinations would be number one in terms of what is a hallucination? It's a sensory perception. Mm-hmm. In the absence of an actual stimuli, mm. so the person perceives something that doesn't really exist. Yet, it can occur in any one of their senses. Mm-hmm. Right? You may have a visual hallucination, so colors, shapes, people, or animals that don't exist and maybe may be seen. Or you may take on whatever you may be comfortable with, be it zombies or something. Generally, it generally is negative in nature. Mm-hmm. In terms of sound, you might hear voices that are angry, unpleasant, or sarcastic. Touch is interestingly a common hallucination. You feel you're being touched when nobody's there or insects are crawling on your body. Mm. We refer to that as a tactile hallucination. Mm. And a smell would be what we again call olfactory, mm-hmm. usually quite strange and generally unpleasant odor. Mm. And we get what we call a gustatory hallucination, which is taste. And yet patients will complain of having an unpleasant taste in their mouth. One of the common ones patients will describe is uh, blood or even feces, for that matter. Uh-huh. Other types of psychotic symptoms is a delusion. Uh-huh. Again, as I said, it's a false belief or impression that is firmly held, even though there's it's contradicted by reality and what is considered generally true. Uh-huh. And it's generally what we'll find inconsistent with the person's culture and is considered irrational, because sometimes some delusions may be in keeping with someone's culture if an entire community believes in the concept of, uh, what would you say, doing rituals for appeasing forces that are beyond our control, Mm -hmm. it might be appropriate within that culture. But if that culture doesn't necessarily uh, obey that kind of belief, Mm -hmm. that it would be seen as delusional. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's very important to get what we call collateral. That means get information from the patient's family and friends to figure out whether that's in keeping with a belief Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or something completely contrary to the culture. Mm -hmm. But interestingly as well, some patients will pick up a cultural belief which, uh, and a d- in forms of a delusion which the family has given up on and sees it as uh, odd, yet will accept it as being part of a culture within the community that they haven't lived by and therefore needs to be accepted. So it can have some interesting repercussions from a treatment perspective when the family is involved and they feel, although it's the patient might be seen by the doctors as delusional, they see it as appropriate. And there's various types of delusions, the paranoid delusions, where the person is, duly, uh, is unduly suspicious of an individual or an organization mm-hmm. and sometimes will believe that they're plotting or causing some harm against them. Mm. For example, they refuse to be in the presence of family because they believe the family wishes to poison them. Mm. Then the other one, which uh, is quite interesting, is the delusions of grandeur. And here the patient will have a clearly false but strongly held belief that they have some special power or authority. In fact, they believe that they are some world leader or have the power to bring back people from the dead or can heal people. And this, interestingly, can be quite commonly experienced, for example, during a bipolar episode. Mm. Other symptoms patients will present with is confused, I'll call it, or distracted thoughts, where when acutely ill, the patient will describe uh Disturbing, confused, disruptive patterns of thinking, everyday thoughts that led us to live normal lives becomes disjointed mm-hmm. and nonsensical, mm. and these might include uh, rapid and constant speech, and the thinking becomes literally disordered or disorganized, jumping from unrelated between unrelated topics, making strange connections with thoughts between thoughts, and you'll find that. It seems quite bizarre, and mm-hmm. the patient will come across as nonsensical in how they are explaining themselves. And you will attempt to understand them, but just doesn't not coherent mm-hmm. in, in in their thinking. And patients will also may experience a sudden loss in the tr- train of thought, and they'll suddenly pause for no reason in conversation or activity, and then continue again, mm-hmm. completely oblivious to the fact that it's may be seen as inappropriate. Mm-hmm another symptom we'll describe is the lack of insight. Mm. Yeah, a patient will be totally unaware that their behavior is in any way strange or their delusions or hallucinations are not real. They'll completely argue for their version of reality Mm -hmm. and cannot recognize that their behavior is delusional or bizarre. Mm -hmm. And they lack the uh, self-awareness to recognize it in themselves or Mm -hmm. in others. Mm -hmm. So, for example... in in terms of that a patient in a psychiatric ward may argue that their fellow patients are mentally unwell but they are perfectly normal normal, even though they may claim to be
0: the king of England. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What are the causes of this? Because I I can only think, I mean, um, as an African, um, things like witchcraft, people believe in that. And I mean, People start running around. Somebody is trying to do that on them, and uh, obviously, with with all these um, young people consuming drugs and all that, um, one might think, "Oh, this might potentially um, predispose them to something like this." But what what are the causes of, of of this this mental health problem?
1: So, along the lines of what you asked, is that. If someone uses drugs and they become psychotic, generally the argument put forth sometimes by family or even the patient is that my friend has been using or friends, I use drugs with my friends, they're not psychotic, or how dare you accuse me of being that way. Mm -hmm. So uh, different people react to these various potential causes in different ways. Mm -hmm. And we still don't completely understand the causes. You know, each case of psychosis is different. It's not currently possible to precisely identify who's likely to develop it. We're still learning and w- how and why it develops. Mm-hmm. But there are factors we've identified that are involved. Mm. First of all, genetics.
0: Mm.
1: Many genes contribute to the development of psychosis. Mm-hmm. But because a person has a gene doesn't mean they will experience psychosis. Nonetheless, there are people who are more likely to develop a psychotic disorder if they have a close family member such as a parent or a sibling who has a psychotic disorder mm-hmm. another one that you mentioned is as we're discussing is substance use the use of marijuana mm-hmm. LSD amphetamines and other substances are known to increase the risk of psychosis in patients mm-hmm. who are already vulnerable mm-hmm. trauma death war assaults be it sexual or physical can trigger a psychotic episode mm-hmm. The type of trauma and the person's age affects whether the trauma, traumatic event will result in psychosis and the frequency of it, uh, obviously. Physical illness and injury, traumatic brain injuries, brain tumors, strokes, uh, HIV, other brain diseases such as Parkinson's disease, Mm. epilepsy, some chromosomal disorders, and Mm. even dementia can cause psychosis. Mm. Various mental health conditions, Mm. Uh, for example, schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, bipolar disorder, depression. Even medical disorders can have psychotic symptoms.
0: Mm -hmm. This this disorder, how it presents itself on a patient, um, one might actually want to know the types of psychosis that are out there so Mm -hmm. that uh, we can better understand what, the person is suffering from for better treatment. What are the types of psychosis? So, the one that
1: is most commonly uh, discussed or maybe in the popular world is schizophrenia. Mm. So, schizophrenia is a a generally lifelong brain disorder that affects Mm. people in terms of how they think, feel, perceive, and is generally the, has the hallmark symptom of psychosis. Mm. So, you'll find that the uh, sc- symptoms of schizophrenia are generally divided into these four domains. Mm. One is what we call the positive symptoms, the psychotic symptoms. These are the psychotic symptoms such as hallucinations, and these are usually auditory, mm. delusions, mm. and disorganized speech and behavior. Mm. We then have the negative symptoms, decrease in emotional range, a poverty of speech, mm. loss of interest and drive, and just uh, an inertia, if I might call it that, a lethargy. Mm-hmm. Cognitive symptoms, and this r- sadly results in neurocognitive deficits. Mm-hmm. Working memory and attention and executive functions slowly dissipate with the illness. Patients find it difficult to understand nuances and subtleties of interpersonal cues and relationships. Mm. Mood symptoms. Uh, patients often seem cheerful, or sad in a way that is difficult to understand, and they generally are depressed. So schizophrenia is not associated with any characteristic lab result, and what we need to do is a clinical assessment by a psychiatrist to completely determine the diagnosis. It's one of those mental illnesses that is widely misunderstood, misrepresented, sensationalized in the movies and media it's also generally negatively uh, perceived by society and there's some myths about this illness that people with schizophrenia are violent doesn't necessarily is the case and in most cases sometimes can be patients can be quite docile uh, the, another myth is that they are lazy and irresponsible i have patients mm-hmm. with schizophrenia who still function who still hold on to their jobs mm-hmm. yes they need medication but they manage to function and another misrepresentation is that schizophrenia is just a character flaw or moral weakness that is not the case patients with schizophrenia are normal people Mm. who it doesn't have to be a moral weakness or a character flaw another one we hear is that and sometimes sadly we have to uh reaffirm to patients and especially their families that poor parenting doesn't cause schizophrenia. Patients from highly functioning, highly supportive families can develop schizophrenia as much as patients you think, you know, doesn't matter if you come from a family background of poor parenting, doesn't mean you are predisposed to schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Another sad, poor information is that treatment doesn't work. With treatment, patients can live an absolutely normal life. Yes, mm. they have to take their medication daily. But they can live a normal life, mm. and very important again, sp- schizophrenia doesn't mean multiple or split personalities. Mm. Um, it's nothing like that. So it doesn't have to result in, as we see it, where families feel guilt or shame if someone in their family has it. Mm. You know, they feel the guilt of having to try and cover up the illness, or they suffer alone in their silence. Mm. And this doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Mm. So that's schizophrenia. Another type of psychosis which we see as well is postpartum psychosis, also called postnatal psychosis. Mm. And this is where postnatal def- depression is, is, is such a def- severe form that some women, after experiences after experience after having a baby, that it's estimated that postnatal psychosis affects about one in every thousand women who give birth. Mm. Yeah. so it's most commonly occurs during the first few weeks of uh, after delivery, and generally might affect a, la- a person who's predisposed to having a mental health condition or already has one, mm. such as bipolar schizophrenia. Mm. As well as the symptoms of psychosis, symptoms of postnatal depression can also include mania or, for that matter, depression. Mm-hmm. A third type would be substance-induced, which we've been alluding to. Mm. And these can be caused by alcohol, for that matter, where patients will resort to inappropriate behavior on an ex- alcohol, often alcohol binge. And I'm sure we've witnessed, observed people acting inappropriately mm. due to alcohol. And as much as we joke about it sadly i've had a person who a patient who uh, drank copious amounts of alcohol and was technically still in a work environment even though he um, they had broken up for the day and uh, acted inappropriately and lost his job as a result uh, and couldn't recall what had happened but he had gotten quite violent as we know it can happen due to alcohol certain illegal drugs even some prescription drugs, including steroids and stimulants, Mm. can make us psychotic. It can be triggered by the use of alcohol, as I said, and methamphetamines, cocaine, hallucinogenic drugs like LSD, can in fact cause users to see things that are not really there. But generally with drugs, fortunately, the effect is temporary. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes it takes a while to improve.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And sometimes it doesn't go away and it sometimes it turns out that the drug is contributes as a trigger to the chronic psychiatric illness and patients who are addicted to alcohol and certain drugs will experience the psychosis even if they suddenly stop drinking or taking drugs to which they are addicted mm. so it doesn't mean you stop the drug if it's chronic it can last a long while longer another subgroup of psychosis is the brief reactive disorder. And this is during, uh, generally occurs during periods of extreme personal stress, and for example, losing a family member. Mm-hmm. And gen- ho- generally, most patients with brief reactive psychosis will recover in a few days or a few weeks, depending on the source of stress and treatment plays mm-hmm. a role mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Al- uh, help eliminate the psychosis. Bipolar disorder. When feeling high and positive, patients will de- describe feeling quite grandiose. Yeah. Uh, they believe they have special powers. Mm-hmm. And when depressed, patients will feel angry, sad or frightened and feel people are out to harm them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a whole host of others. Delusional disorder, major depressive disorders with psychotic mm-hmm. features, schizoaffective disorders, the various other subtypes. So you know, we could go on and on mm-hmm. that about these. Mm-hmm. Um... Another area is definitely I have to mention is physical illness mm. that can predispose head injuries, brain tumors, dementia, ah. mm. neurological disorders, HIV and other infections that affect the brain, mm. epilepsy, stroke, so all these can manifest as psychosis.
0: Mm-hmm. It seems there's quite a range of them. Yeah. And I wonder how how do one get to uh, I mean diagnose psychosis?
1: So, importantly, it's diagnosed through a psychiatric evaluation. Mm. This means that the doctor watches the patient's behavior and asks questions as to what they're experiencing. Mm. Also speak to family members to get what we call the collateral to make sure it's not uh, in keeping with culture Mm -hmm. and when they notice behavior was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. All these things assist. Mm -hmm. Medical tests and x-rays can also be used to exclude underlying illnesses that may be causing the symptoms. So various tests, be it blood tests as well, can assist us in uh, getting to the bottom of what may be going on with the patient. Mm -hmm. And the treatment? Well, that treatment shows that the earlier people get treatment, the better it is Mm. for the long-term quality of life. Mm -hmm. The longer they stay psychotic, The longer the repercussions, negative repercussions, can be. So it's important we treat it immediately and effectively. Mm. And treatment generally involves a combination of medication and therapy to some extent.
0: Mm.
1: And the main types of treatment we use is what we'll call antipsychotics in terms of medication. Mm. So with these medications, these medications help reduce hallucinations and delusions and help patients think more clearly, rationally, logically. Mm. In pa- in many cases, patients, in terms of the spectrum of psychotic illnesses, may hopefully need to, to just take the antipsychotics mm. for a short period of time to get their symptoms under control. Mm. However, with schizophrenia, patients may have to stay for me- on medications for life. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Yet, they can still function normally with the medication. Mm. Nowadays, we find in... Uh, antipsychotics, we'll call them atypical antipsychotics. The range of side effects is far less than they used to be. Mm-hmm. So patients fung- function quite effectively with these medications. Mm-hmm. During the acute phase of treatment, a stay in hospitals often needed to keep the patient safe, mm-hmm. to keep others safe, mm-hmm. to ensure compliance, mm-hmm. and you know, to contain the negative behavior that may manifest. In the maintenance phase, Treatment of schizophrenia, for example, is in the community, and the antipsychotics help prevent the further psychotic e- episodes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, relapses occur due to failure to take the medications. Patients feel they're well; they don't want to take the medication. Mm. Some of the uh, some side medications can have some side effects that patients don't enjoy. Weight gain can mm. be a concern. Another one we describe is extra pyramidal side effects, mm. where they may feel stiff and not as uh, um, active or agile as they used to be. Mm -hmm. So patients sometimes may tend to not want to take their medications. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yet it's important to also have what we call psychoeducation then to explain to patients the need to take their medication. Mm -hmm. So other interventions and support, including the role of the family, is important. So there is treatment for this. Mm -hmm. There is medical treatment. Patients resort to various forms of alternative treatment. Mm -hmm. And also, the point you made, that as we find in this day and age where various substances that were probably even illegal in the past are now being seen as appropriate for daily use, Mm -hmm. and that opens up a whole world or some might say a can of worms in terms of psychosis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because patients will describe inappropriate mood swings or even experience at some level subtle psychotic symptoms or mm-hmm. overt psychotic symptoms when they use substances mm. and will argue for the fact that it's been legalized mm. yet not and and even though they're taking it in social company who are not affected to the point where they psychotic mm. will want to still continue it because they want to fit in mm. and the challenge then comes that they have to stop this mm they have to stop the drugs because as much as it causes psychosis once, twice or three times and we give them the medication, each time, we what we find is a, as well is that each time a patient relapses and psychotic symptoms present, it's not like you just put the patient back onto s- antipsychotics and they improve. We find that we sometimes have to give more psycho- anti- antipsychotics, higher dosages of antipsychotics mm. and treat the patients for longer periods of time. Mm. Mm. So I think with the should I say substances being allowed socially and legally, we are seeing the start of something where more and more patients may be predisposed to psychosis mm-hmm. because they're just more li- uh, likely to ex- uh, be exposed to the drug and by default be more vulnerable and therefore experience uh, what can be quite negative and dangerous in terms of psychosis. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Doctor, thank you so much for for your time and uh, your knowledge about this illness. And um, thank you for coming through.
1: Thank you, Reggie. And speak to you next time.
0: Bye. Thank you.